an ideal world for me would be the opposite of, if you've ever seen the movie Waterworld, where the whole world just becomes water. <laughs> it would be lush land um, throughout the entire, the entire world would just be lush land, obviously water because we need it. But everything that we're seeing right now when it comes to like the burning of all of these different forests and wildlife and things of that nature and climate change. I feel like I get so much out of being able to walk into a space that's surrounded in greenery. Just to have that moment to just step out and go into that. Take your socks and shoes off and put your feet in grass, regardless if it's January or the middle of the summer. You just have these moments, these pockets of goodness throughout each city, each building, each area where you can reset and recharge your battery, shut down, recharge, and start back up. Like, that would be my perfect world. I'm Kimberly Drew, and you're listening to Your Attention Please, a Hulu podcast with iHeartRadio. I love scrolling through Hilton Carter's Instagram feed. It's picture after picture of luscious, green, inviting, airy spaces full of plants, windows, and perfectly placed art. Hilton and his presence online is all about design, beautiful interiors, and brilliant aesthetic touches. But the truth of the matter is that plants are living and breathing things, not just props or set pieces. And he'll tell you in a heartbeat that you shouldn't just go out and buy plants that you won't take care of. And because he has hundreds, yes, I say hundreds of plants, I can tell you, and I think it's abundantly clear that he knows a thing or two about how to take care of them. I am a proud plant mom. I have been growing plants and housing plants now for just over a decade. I am the proud owner probably of about, let's say, seven and a half plants right now. I think that plants are incredible in so many ways, uh, but mostly because plants allow us to check in on ourselves on a day-to-day. They charge us with challenging um, ourselves to see time. Um, If you've neglected your plant, your plant starts to brown. How brave are you to step in and say, oh, maybe I've been neglecting my plant and now is the time to save it. A good friend of mine, Marissa Hall, actually wrote about this. And I think about it often when I look at my plants, when they need to be clipped or pruned or cared for. um, It's always a reminder for me to slow down and think about the care that I can um, administer to myself. And I think that especially in this moment, that pausing, taking that time for care and checking in and assessment uh, is incredibly, incredibly important. And so learning about Hilton Carter, uh, the plant king, plant daddy, uh, you know, (laughs) so many other names. I might have just made all of those up on my own. Uh, But Hilton is such an inspiration, I think, to so many plant parents out there. So if he could have your attention, please, our guest today, Hilton Carter. I'm Hilton Carter. And I am a plant stylist and artist. Do you ever, because I I, I have such an emotional connection to my plants. 
where I feel a lot of shame with my plants. I feel a lot of love for my plants. Like I have this snake plant right now that, oh, I think about it all the time because the baby is on its last leg. And it's the easiest plant. I know it's such an easy <laughs> plant. You guys don't see the faces that I'm getting made. Um, no but- judgment. <laughs> Hey, I want everyone to know that I'm not walking into anyone's faces judging them based on their plants. I might go up to their plant and talk to it just to work through that right. those emotions, but I would never judge. Plant therapy. Plant plant therapy 100%. And for me, it is a uh, concern when I see a plant. I just had a conversation earlier today. I can't, I cannot help when I'm around a plant to not touch it. I have to touch it. I have to put my physical presence on that or the or, or my 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 print on that particular plant. So when I see a plant struggling, it does affect me. Yeah. So I talk a lot about creating bonds with the living uh things that you're bringing into your home. Whether that's a pet, or whether that's a, a plant. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people understand the idea that when they make the decision, whether to get a cat or a dog, mm-hmm. there's a lot of research or thought in that decision. I work a lot. I travel a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a new podcast that'll take me all around from city to city. Should I get a dog at this moment in time? Maybe I can get a cat. It's easier to take care of. So I feel like a lot of people don't think of that first. They just see a, a plant. They like it. They think the foliage is beautiful or sexy, and they want to bring that thing people home. They're being shallow. They're being very shallow. They don't <laughs> think about the life, the fact that greenery is it's living, it's living things that you're bringing into your home. So whenever I have an issue with a plant, I take it to heart. Yeah. And I talk a lot about naming your plants. And I feel like once you create that bond, like you create that bond with your pets, then once you see your snake plant start to have issues, you're like, I got to figure out what to do with Jimmy or Sarah or whatever you name this plant because it's more, it's now become you and that plant and you want to figure that out. So creating that bond allows you to have a, 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 a bigger, I would say, um, hold on, what it what's necessary to then care for you're going out of your way to make sure that when you leave town someone's going to take care of that snake plant versus i hope it's still here when i get back <laughs> <laughs> you know so that's so as far as as far as seeing uh greenery and, and having it emotionally affect me um it really does take a toll on me when i see plant struggle i will say that and I think it's important, um, and I don't know if I'm skipping too far ahead, but when it comes to a lot of the, I would say, benefits that people talk about when it comes to bringing plants into the space and living amongst them, I think a lot of people talk about how it cleans the air and it makes the space feel more warm and vibrant. And I love to talk about that stuff. And it, it, it makes you feel so much better. There's a lot of positive energy that's happening there. I think that can also go the other way if you are going out and just over, uh, just going beyond your means and need and light in your space and just bringing as many plants in as possible. 
And then if you do, if you are emotionally attached to, to some of these plants or just you just have a heart, <laughs> you'll feel a bit bad once you start to see these plants struggle. So now you're putting yourself in a position where the, the thing that you are bringing into your home to make you feel good is now making you feel bad. You know, so that's I mean, that's how I, <laughs> it's weird to say, but that's how passionate I feel about plants at this very moment in time. There's no shame in it. It's real. I I have, I think I just passed the like 10 mark on plants. My mom has somewhere near like 30 and I started to worry after a while. And then I saw your video and was like, this person has 300. And so I'm going to chill. I'm going to let her do her thing. Let her do her thing. Because she's like propagating. They're all so happy. Mom's doing it. I'm like, go off, mom. I love it. Um, But also like, I'm like, is there enough walkway in the house? Um, Can you talk a little bit about... Uh, what it was like to work on the film. On your attention, please. It was such a, a brilliant kind of peek into your space and, and the work that you're doing. What was it like to to bring that to the world? Working on the film was basically everything that I've been doing my most of my adult life when it comes to filmmaking. So if you if you watch my episode, you'll hear in the beginning how I talk about when people at, at this stage in my life will see me in the streets and they'll go, oh, my God, you're the plant dude. And I, in the earlier part of that process, when I would first start to hear that, I would struggle with it mm-hmm. because I had been known as a filmmaker for so long that when someone called me the plant guy or the plant dude or I know you from uh, plants, I don't know, like I felt like it it made me feel like the thing that I was striving to be and to cre- and, and create myself to be and, and to put out there was being diminished. Mm. So I would always pass that off. Like, no, 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 I'm actually a filmmaker. I don't know. What are you saying? They're like, no. what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were like, no, I, you do something in plants, man. I'm like, I guess. And my wife had to sit down with me like, no one knows what you're talking about. Like, you're known as, like, for plants right mm. now. So just go and let that be it. Absolutely love. It's interesting. And, of course, this is a podcast that is largely wrapped around telling Black stories and really integrated in talking about Black culture. I wonder if you could talk about why it's important, especially for marginalized people, to be thinking about how to make our spaces more beautiful or even to talk specifically about what it means to live with plants and how that might be beneficial to folks like us. For sure. Um, I think for me personally, it's added a an, an understanding, a element of, like, well, I would say like before I had plants and I had something to tend to, maybe I wasn't as nurturing as I am at this very moment. And I felt like it not only gave me a focus, it put me in a place that made me more aware of my surroundings and how I care for others in general. Mm. So the time it takes to understand a, a change or nuance that is, is, is leaning from from one side to the other where a plant is has has gone from being healthy to now having issues and seeing that and taking note to that and making schedules and being uh 
being present, being aware, I push all of that, all of those lessons into my relationships with others, friends, family, my wife. It's, it's helped me become a lot less stressed. I used to be so stressed out. I feel like it has given me a, a platform uh, to talk about how to make your space come to life, for one, but also how to make you feel at home, mm. uh, to make your space feel, like we were saying earlier, more vibrant, more warm, more, more, more you, you know? And um, I think we're all, especially coming from uh, where I come from and a lot of the folks I know, like living in city environments, there's not enough out there not enough greenery out there to support what can help someone become more creative to make them uh, find that moment of meditation or, or uh, Zen so they can just zone out. And I feel like a lot of that for me happens in the care process. Mm. When I'm watering my plants, I am all in on what is happening at that very moment. I'm not checking my phone. I'm not on a computer. It's just me in that plant and what's happening right there. And I feel like that has been so beneficial in every other aspect of my life. Yeah, what a gift that is. Those moments where you're just like, it's just me and you, babe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's it. And, and, and the same thing, that's, I mean, like before this, I've had many relationships and they just didn't work out. How is it that as soon as I decide to be fully involved in plants and make the decision, a year later I found the person that would become my wife. And all of those lessons, I've re- I just realized that it works the exact same way for those people in your life that you care about. Yeah. You see those, those dead edges? You might want to prune them back a bit. You might want to pay more attention to what, is happening there. You might want to, uh, like I tell people all the time, like it's a living thing. It will respond to positive feedback. Right. Say something nice. Treat it nice. You know, treat yeah. it Talk nice. Talk to me nice. <laughs> Talk, to me, <laughs> Talk <laughs> to me nice. It's interesting though. I was thinking, you know, just to circle back to that point of thinking especially about marginalized folks and plants and you think about especially urban environments. I grew up in Jersey. I grew up in a space that was very suburban, but also... There, it's it still feels like there's, um, especially growing up in a more urban environment. There's not as much a conversation about the importance of growing or uh, growing with beauty or being mm-hmm. in beautified spaces. I think a lot about the architecture of someone like Sir David Ajay, who did the Sugar Hill project, and like that, it could be public housing and also be beautiful. Yeah, right. Like that, there can be spaces that we live in, and there also has to be a principle around beauty um, for a form of whether that's care, as you're mm-hmm. talking about, like the the desire to care for your space is something that can imbue a sense of pride and self-confidence. Sure. Um, but I think we don't have those conversations enough. Well, I don't think that we're exposed to it enough, mm-hmm. right? Um, like I said, my, my mother had some want to make this space look cool um, in her eyes, um, what she was doing. She, was, she, she felt a sense of pride when mm-hmm. people came over. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was growing up, like, 
there was a lot of plastic still covering furniture, right? So you had the one room that was like off limits. And I feel like there wasn't, like, I would never have thought I'd be where I am now 20 years ago mm-hmm. at all. When I was a kid, like, you could have said what my job is, whether you could say interior stylist, you could say interior decorate, whatever. I still wouldn't have known what that was, you know? But for me, I feel like once we decide, once we decide to make where we spend so much of our time a part of who we are and feel proud about that particular space and, and make the effort to make decisions on the pieces that we're bringing in. For me, it was a moment where I decided to start bringing in pieces into my space that I now call like forever pieces, things mm-hmm. that I thought were, were going to travel with me from space to space, not just picking up a table because now we need a table. Right. It's what, which particular piece of furniture speaks to me into who I am and what's the story behind it or how can it add to my story? There's a lot of stereotypes about plant people. <laughs> They're like, okay. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, perhaps you're more introverted or perhaps um, the outside world might be you know, too much or perhaps you're walking around hugging trees in your day-to-day life. <laughs> um, I wonder if you could talk about uh, your relationship plants are you are you an introvert do you do you believe in the stereotypes should we believe the hype should we give plant people more room I, well i don't know who put that stereotype out there um <laughs> i am if i mean if you talk to anyone who knows me i'm definitely an extrovert but i'm probably low-key or have uh introvert tendencies mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day like i'm i'm all about for one like i said earlier i'll i'll hug a tree yeah. But you're not going to find me. Yes, like, the truth comes out. <laughs> you're not going to find me like walking up to a tr- any tree and just hugging it. But I will. you will find me in certain particular spaces where I see something that is um, just jaw dropping and stand there and just look for like I can just stand and look at any sort of green life in awe of what it is. And I want to touch it. I want to take it in. Mm. Um, I have to find, um, I have to take a step back when I'm in like nurseries or conservatories and try to take it all in for one, but also I got to stop myself from trying to take any of it home. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm your typical plant person either, right? Like I'm not, I know a lot of these people that you're, the, all, all, all the stereotypes you're talking about. Yeah. There are a lot of them out there, and I get to meet a lot of them. Yeah. Like, the, this community of plant-loving people is strong and getting stronger every day, it feels like. I believe your mom is on board with yeah, us, too. Yeah, she's gang too. gang. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. She, I feel like, I feel like there's, there's so many different types of plant people. So, um, there are parts of stereotypes that are, I would say, true, but a lot of us is just super excited to, and which people should be, super excited to talk about their passion. If you're that passionate about it, you want to stand, you know, on the top of a mountain and yell about it. You want to uh, tell people, here's a plant, put it in your home. You need this. It's yeah. so great. And I feel like that argument, because when I first started, 
I had friends come to my house and they were like, dude, what is going on in here? Why do you have so many plants? Like, this is a little awkward. My mom was like, no one like, well, no one's going to like this. <laughs> She's like, no one's going to like this. This might be too many plants. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. It feels cluttered. I don't know. And every moment, every time something happens, New York Times article, a Hulu situation, this pocket, anything comes up. First thing I do is send it to my mom and so many cry laugh emojis <laughs> because she was the one and she was the one. And, and, and it's one of those things that I like to talk to people about as well is when you believe in what you're doing, that's all that matters. Yeah. The people who want you to not go after what you want to achieve can be the people who love you the most. Yeah. My mom loves me the most. Uh, she's in competition with my wife, but I will say my mom loves me the most. Yet there's a lot of times in my life I've had to tell her that I know what's best for me. Yeah. And I see it and just had to just go. Yeah. So a lot of times I feel like a lot of people find themselves listening to others too much because if I would have done that four years ago, the time that I was like, I'm going to have a side hustle as an interior stylist, plant stylist. While I work at an ad agency, people are like, what? You need to focus on <laughs> being a filmmaker and doing this thing. Like, that's that's just a hobby. Right. You can have a hobby. Um, but for me, it changed. it changed my entire life. So now that we're like a little bit deeper into the conversation, I can bring out my dad joke. Um, do you have any plant peeves? Any? Um... <laughs> I love it. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. <laughs> that one's yours. First one's free. <laughs> do I have any plant peeves? Man, I'm gonna. That's my next book. Yes. Plant peeves. Uh, <laughs> do I have? <sighs> Not really. Um... <sighs> What is it? Let me let me think on this. Yes. So one of my plant peeves, not that you asked, but <laughs> now we're here, um, is is of course the ways in which people project on Instagram about their plans. Like I love I love my my children all equally. We struggle. We go through some stuff. I will. I I got a new plant actually this week. Um, I have a subscription now with with a, a you know plant delivery, which is great. Um, just is kind of, it? It actually I do love it because. I don't trust myself enough to pick new plants. What? I know. I don't. Because I, I just am like, I'm stressed by all plants. I don't I don't like this at all. I know. It's really sad. But I just got a new plant named Farrah. I'll show you a picture after. Um, <laughs> Hold up. Do they name the plant for you? No. I, 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 I did a poll. Okay. Okay. And I got oh, some names nice, back. And, nice. I, and I went with Farrah. I love it. Farrah feels really good. Okay. Um, she has like wiggly leaves. <laughs> and put her in light. It gives you the instructions also like... Put it here, water it this of much. Of course, of course. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Um, the last one I got was a cactus. Okay. Um, which feels really good because it's a once a month water moment. And I'm like, I just water you when I pay rent. It's easy. There it is. <laughs> um, but my plant peeve is is the people on the gram. Like of yours, it's great because I know there. that you're on a journey. Like I, you know, I watch the videos. I trust that all your plants are actually being taken care of. But there is something that happens with this Instagram versus reality people out here in these streets pretending they're pay taking care of their plants and i wonder if for you as a as a plant educator 
right? Like you're a lover, but also an educator. Um, how you contest with being in that space? Does it ever weigh on you or the way in which you're sharing your story? I love everything you just said, besides the uh, online shopping for delivery for plants. <laughs> um, no, I mean, everyone has their place for that. But yeah. um, it's funny because I talk about um, the idea of bringing in way too many plants for your space and for you yourself, the time that you have to care for it a lot. Because I feel like right now more than ever, and we're talking about social media, it is a, it is a space where FOMO is too real. So I know my space is full of plants. Then I feel a bit of a burden because I feel like a lot of people get inspired by that and then they rush to push a ton of plants into their homes mm -hmm. and they don't have the time the the knowledge of how to care for them so there's a lot of struggle that's happening a lot of plants who are dying because of this process and the is it do it for the gram mm -hmm. that is the realest thing i've ever seen personally because there were moments i will say this is that moment you were talking about earlier where it's like do you say this you know what but it's the realest thing i can say there were moments working on this second book that a lot of that came to life and a lot of the people that were a part of the book some some of them who are featured in the book were all because they I felt a kinship with them and I knew they had a kinship with their plants in their space and they were really going after it. But there were a lot of others that were supposed to be a part of this book who didn't really make the book per se because when I got to the space, it wasn't what was promised visually. The shade, the plant shade. Yes. Love it. It was a bit of, uh, I put this here for the gram. Mm. Like, why are these plants, all, all these plants don't normally are, all the plants that you had in that post can't live in this space now mm. that I'm seeing it because there are no windows here. Mm. So that was the thing that we were trying to take a photo of for the book. <laughs> but I can't do that here now because it's not, it's not reality. Right. It's not going to work. I can't tell people, like, this isn't about, doing it for the gram this is about making people's spaces uh come to life and really showing people how to do that and i feel like that has been something that i try to talk about because it isn't a race to 300 plants it's not a race to a thousand plants at the end of it there isn't a gold thumb award right like you're not getting an award for having the most plants but i think possibly a lot of people think that that's what happens follower count is the reward the more plants i get the more i show my space and all the plants i have i'll keep getting that thumbs up that like that comment or that that follow so that people are are on board with me and they'll approve of what i'm doing and i feel like that has when it comes to bringing life in to your space that's when i that's one of my plant peeves i will say you got me. You found yes. you found it. It's in the lexicon now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
So this is the part of the episode where we have a few questions from our Hulu subscribers who have watched your segment on Your Attention Please, now streaming on Hulu, and uh, come up with their own questions. Our first question is from Ayla in North Carolina. Hey, Ayla. How do you balance your passion with self-care and or spending time with those you love? That's a great question. It was definitely something where I kind of lucked out. So when it comes to caring for my plants, but also putting the time in with my wife, um, my plants take me about four to five hours a week to, to care for. And in that week, a lot of that, a lot of that, that time is on a particular weekend day. And I am blessed with the fact that I have always slept for about four to five hours and have been good with it. So I wake up really early and I do all of the plant stuff early in the morning. And my wife just happens to love sleeping. (laughs) So she doesn't get out of bed. And I feel like for me, it's making sure that you set that schedule. Like it is, it is time for me to tend to the plants here, here it is on the schedule. And then for the rest of that day, that's for whomever. Our next question is from Derek in Georgia. Who has inspired you? In in life in general? Mm-hmm. Um, Derek. Mm-hmm. Derek. Derek, I would say I've been inspired by so many people. I mean, as an artist, and I went to an art college, an art uh, grad school. I feel like for me, across the board, it's been artists in general. Now, when I talk about artists, it's like in filmmaking. Um, a lot of us talk about how uh, we we first were, I guess, w- we first found filmmaking. Um, and I would say f- in, my, in my household, like Spike Lee was like one of the f- directors where my mom made it known to me, like, this guy's a black guy mm-hmm. making this film. And I remember hearing that. Um, and I was excited about that. So when I first saw School Days, I was like, wow. Like, I don't even know what it's like to be in college, but... <laughs> This feels wild. Like, this feels like a lot, like, crazier than I thought college would be. But during that time as well, never really thought about college. Like, you see yourself going to jail before you saw yourself going to college. So for me, that extra escape was knowing that someone like Spike could do this thing and, like, make something and be, like, in the world creating this art that's different than what I wanted to be at that time. Like as a kid, I wanted to be a cartoonist. I wanted to be the next Walt Disney. That's all I thought about was like, I want to make cartoons. Um, So when it comes to filmmaking, I feel like that was my first initial like inspiration when it comes to film. But as I got older, like it changed into like French new wave and all the directors there. And then like uh, Bergman was someone who I thought um, had a really great way of uh, creating compositions that told a lot just by the framing itself and i was super excited about that when it comes to um bringing plants into a space i'm inspired by what i see in a lot of the buildings and uh construction that's happening in singapore and our last question is from Aaliyah in new york who are your mentors and how have those relationships influenced your trajectory? 
Hmm. Mentors. Um, I would say, right. You know what? I'm gonna say this. Uh, Justina uh, from the Jungalo. Uh, she has been one of my biggest uh, mentors in this space because in a space where I'm dealing with learning new things, how to how to uh, take a partnership with a brand uh, who wants to put out a planter with you. How do you have those conversations where you go about um, uh, making a deal work? What does it mean to take something that you were super passionate about and create a business behind that? She's always been super influential in that element, but in, in, in that respect, but she always makes time for me, someone that she just knows via like the phone, I guess, and social media but she'll make that time to talk me through whatever I'm thinking and whatever issues that I might be having with a particular project and, and let me vent. And she'll give me like super, uh, uh, I would say detailed um, information that will then allow me to take that next step and to not be afraid to do so. So she's been great. Shout out to mentors that take phone calls. Oh, for sure. And now we're at the part of the show where there are no more questions. (laughs) You just get to sound off on something that's on your mind, something that's kept you up at night or wakes you up in the morning or um, something that you'd like to put to bed. (laughs) Uh, But two minutes, it's all you. Two minutes, all me. I mean, I think I spoke on a lot of the things there. And I think the one uh, when it comes to plants and bringing in greenery and people going out and buying plants is to know when it comes to social media that a lot of it is everything isn't exactly what it is uh, made to be there my house the images that i i i post and the things that i do aren't just based on a particular plant or the amount of plants some of it a lot of it is based on the bones the structure of my apartment see what i'm saying like there are, i have really large windows which can push a lot of light through my space which, which allows me to have more plants um there are there are i have really nice hardwood floors which allow me to take great photos of these floors because they they reflect really nice light and i have really high ceilings everyone doesn't have that so it isn't always just going to be this uh, uh abundance of greenery that's going to make you feel better about yourself or that you're a part of the, the community of plant lovers. It's just got to be about what works for you and what makes you feel good. If that number's four plants, cool, so be it. If that number's a thousand plants, I hope you have no other job <laughs> but to care for those plants. But um, just, I don't know, just, just be mindful that you're, we're talking about life. Over the course of my conversation with Hilton, I felt many, many things. I think Hilton's story is an incredible one because it has so many twists and turns, so many moments of discovery, um, so many moments of him coming into his adulthood and learning that plants were such an important path towards that, towards self-respect, towards being more caring. And so I think for me, it was an incredible emotional roller coaster, learning more and more about plant care, plant investment, and what it means to say goodbye to plants um, because you spend so much time with them. 
after today's conversation, I, one, feel guilty, which I, I know is uh, maybe not what Hilton intended, uh, but it made me think about all of my plant babies at home that I miss. Um, it made me think about how I went astray from talking to them. I used to talk to my plants all the time and life has gotten so busy that I've forgotten to take time to do it. Um, and so I think that today it reminded me that maybe I need to spend some more time with Dolores and Layla and Cleophis and all the ones that I haven't quite named yet. Maybe I will go home and I will name some more of them. I hope that anyone who is out there and living a savage life like me, or like I was, I should say, and maybe taking care of their plants, but maybe not taking care of them as well as we can. Um, I hope that this conversation inspires you to take a beat, to take a moment, to check in with your plants, to check in with yourself, uh, to water both your plants and your own soul, which sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. So that's all for today. Uh, But we'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, don't be afraid to find what you love, share it with the world, and scream from the mountaintop. Your attention, please.